Well, we're going to begin tonight learning about the gifts of the Spirit, and I'm going to give you a brief introduction since we've already taken up some time, but I'm for sure going to feed you the Word of God. So I'm just calling this tonight a simple introduction to the gifts of the Spirit of God. How many of you are thankful tonight for the Spirit of God? Amen? The Spirit of the Lord. I mean, I can guarantee we could not survive one day in this wicked world without the presence of the Holy Spirit within, within us. He strengthens us, guides us, teaches us, opens the Word to us. I'm so thankful for the Spirit. So let's pray, and then I'm going to open up 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, and we're going to learn about gifts. Lord, thank you that, Lord, you have come before us and set the table. And, Lord, you're here tonight as we begin to study the gifts of the Spirit. And, Lord, I just want to thank you right now that everybody here is gifted, and everybody here can benefit from this series. And I pray that, Lord, you will help us to identify our spiritual gift and to understand what the Word is talking about as it mentions each of these gifts, that we will understand it, that we will fully get it. And, Lord, thank you for the great teacher of the church, the Holy Spirit of God, in this place, opening our understanding, opening our eyes, opening our ears, and giving us an understanding heart. Can you pray with me, church, and say, Lord, tonight, teach me about the gifts of the Spirit. I receive this as the Word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to somebody and tell them, you're gifted. Amen. And I want to welcome everybody watching by streaming video. I've got the right camera. It's good to have you there in your living room, wherever you happen to be. And um, I know God's going to bless you. And though you're not here, the Holy Spirit that is here is also there. And so, amen. Welcome. Now, let me just open up at the very beginning. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren... I don't want you to be ignorant. Now, that's really the beginning of Paul's discussion on the spiritual gifts. Here it is. About spiritual gifts, mainly, brethren, I don't want you to be uninformed. I want you to understand the gifts. I don't want you to be ignorant. So this is Paul's introduction to the gifts of the Spirit. He begins with the main point, we're not to be ignorant about them. And with this verse, we can conclude that every Christian should have a basic understanding of the gifts, every Christian, no matter what denomination you're in uh, or not. Uh, if you're a Christian, the Bible is clear we should understand the gifts of the Spirit. So let's cover just some basic facts tonight about them. First of all, our God is a giver. How many of you know our God is a giver? He's a giving God. And God began sort of the giving pattern by giving his son as a gift to sinners that they might be saved. How many of you are so thankful that when you heard about Jesus, he was a gift to you as a sinner? Amen. Amen. For God so loved the world, he kept his only begotten son. Is that what it says? No. God so loved the world, say it with me, he, he gave. And you know what? The Bible says he gave his son when we were his enemies. He gave his son when... We had no idea we even needed to be saved. He gave his son. 
when we were cursing him, blaspheming him, living our lives totally against him. He gave. He gave his son. But then having given his son, Jesus the son gave the gift of the Holy Spirit to his church. So God gave his son. The son gave the spirit. Jesus says in John 16, 7, but I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper, the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, you can tell this is the amplified version, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you. Now notice Jesus said, it is to your advantage that I go. It's, it's to your benefit. You're going to be better off that I'm crucified, and when I come back from the dead, I go to heaven. And, and reaching heaven, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, and you're better off for that because Jesus could only be in one place at one time, but the Holy Ghost is all over the entire world right now. Amen? So it's to our advantage that God sent the Holy Spirit. So the Father gave the Son, the Son gave the Spirit, and the Spirit, in turn, gives his gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, to every born-again person. 1 Corinthians 12, 11, all these things, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering, are all brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to how many? Say, say those two words with me, everybody. Distributing to each one. Now, the last time I looked, each one meant everyone. Right? He distributes to each one. Okay? And look what it says. Each one individually as he, the Spirit, chooses. Now, I don't know about you, but there was a while after I came to Christ and was filled with the Holy Spirit and really began to walk with him. I didn't catch that, but but let's make the connection. The Father gave the Son. The Son gave the Spirit, but it's the Spirit that gives the gifts. And the Spirit gives the gifts to each of us, he said each of us, as he sees fit. So the Holy Ghost is not an it. Holy Spirit is not a, a force or some ethereal, like, spiritual fog or just some presence, but personal pronoun, he, he, distributing to each one individually as he, capital H, chooses. So you got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and all three members of the Godhead gave something for our benefit. The Father gave the Son, the Son gave the Spirit, and the Spirit gives the gifts. Amen. Now, Let's talk about the phrase spiritual gifts. The word for spiritual gifts in the Greek is charisma, charisma. The plural would be charismata, charisma. Now, we have taken that and we have, we have made it an English word that doesn't mean what this means. See, we say somebody is very charismatic. That means they have a magnetic personality. Uh, they're very attractive. They, whether or not they're pretty or handsome, there's something about them that attracts people to them, and we say they have a lot of charisma. But that is not what the spiritual gift means. The Greek word is charisma, and it means gift of grace. Gift of grace. The spiritual gifts proceed from the grace 
of God. We have them. Now, if it's a gift, we had nothing to do with earning it. Now, if I brought me a a sack of gifts here tonight and I decided that I had enough for the front row and I moved down this front row handing each one a wrapped pretty gift and I said, here you go. Now, now, what, what if one of them said, oh, well, here, let me give you a dollar for that because, Pastor, I don't want you to have to give me something. I, I want to give you something back for it. I'd have to say, no, because as soon as you give me something for it, it is no longer a gift. You have earned it. You've given something in exchange for it. The whole idea with God is he gives gifts we could never earn, that we could never pay for. So when he gave the son, we didn't even know that he was doing it, but he gifted us with the son. Then the son gifted us with the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit gifted us with his gifts that we're going to be studying in the next few weeks. Now, all three, we had nothing to do with it. They were gifts of grace. They came because of grace. They came because of grace and only because of grace. Why did God do it? I don't know because he decided to. God so loved the world that he decided to bless us with the Son, and the Son blessed us with the Spirit, and the Spirit blessed us with spiritual gifts. And they all came by grace, by grace. Amen. So everybody say charisma. So everyone in here has a charisma. You all have a charisma, which is my second point. Every Christian has a charisma, a spiritual gift. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, say it with me, the next two words, each man. That was about five of you. Let's try it again. Each man has his own gift from God. So each man, each woman, every born again person has a gift, a charisma, his own charisma from God. Listen to the Apostle Peter. He wrote as, what are the next two words again? Each one. one. Look at all these, each man, each one, each one. I think the Bible wants us to understand everybody got a gift, right? Everybody got a gift. So let's say together tonight, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. gifted. Let's try it again. I'm I'm gifted. Now, is that bragging? No. If it's true, it's not bragging. It's true. We all been gifted. Now, He says, as each one has received a gift, a charisma, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So notice, we weren't given the gift for us. We were given it to minister to one another. Now, the next thing about gifts, there are a variety of gifts. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, different kinds But the same spirit is the source, the giver, the imparter of them all. So there's a great variety of gifts, and the Holy Spirit is the one who has given them to all of us. And not only are there a variety of gifts, folks, there are different outlets for the gifts. It says there are differences of ministries. This is verse 5. There are differences of ministries, and that means outlets for service, but the same Lord. Look, here's honor bound. That's an outlet. It's a tributary out of which the flow, the flow reaches people that 
that others are not going to reach. Church is an outlet. Um, wherever you go and, and wherever God leads you, he, he, he opens outlets. There's different outlets for the gifts. And it's not just at church. No, you got to take it out of the four walls. There's different outlets everywhere you go. You're a blessing everywhere you go. And there are different results. So there's a different a variety of gifts. There's different outlets. And there's different results from those outlets. The Bible says, verse 6, and there are distinctive ways of working to accomplish things. But it's the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. So there's different results. You know, somebody can be healed. Somebody can be encouraged. Somebody can be delivered. Somebody can be saved. Somebody can be sanctified. Somebody can be released into ministry. There's different different, uh, results from the working of the Holy Spirit. And that's why you can't put him in a box. The only box you ought to put the Holy Spirit in is the parameters of the Word of God. That's the only box the moving of the Holy Spirit should be in, the parameters of the Word of God. If, if you're saying something is the moving of the Holy Spirit, but it's nowhere to be found in the Word of God, I think it's questionable for sure. But as long as it's in the parameters of the Word of God, you can't put the Spirit of God in a box because he may move this way over here and another way over there. He may move in a way that you don't expect or know. Like Dwayne was telling me, he was getting gas and he had a, a, just filling his motorcycle up with gas and he was wearing this vest and somebody came up and said, do you have any oil? And he thought they were talking about car oil. And they said, no, 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 I need to be healed. I mean, you're wearing that vest. You must be a believer. Do you have any oil? And right there at the gas station, God created an outlet for the Spirit's operations. Amen. Right, Dwayne? Amen. And so here's somebody walking up and say, and so the Spirit of God moved He ought to be moving at a gas station. He ought to be moving in Starbucks. He ought to be moving in Home Depot. He ought to be moving in Walmart. We have to get it in our heads that we're not just supposed to see it happen here. And I know I'm talking to the choir over here because they go out. And you you find that when you step out in faith, the Spirit of God will move anywhere, anywhere. So there's different results from the Spirit's operations. We need to understand, again, that the gifts of the Spirit are given to help others. He says in verse 7, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So it's not something you hoard. You don't get a gift so you you can enjoy your gift. You're given a gift because gifts are to be given. A gift that's not given never realizes its full purpose. If you've got a gift up in the attic that's for Christmas, but you never go get it down, and when Christmas morning comes, it's not under the tree, well, great, you had a gift. But what good did it do if you don't give it? What good does it do if we don't operate and move in the gifts God's put in us and give the gift, minister the gift to others so they can be blessed? Amen? And I have found through the years, joy comes in exercising our gift. Oh, man. 
There is joy in doing what God has made you to do. Can we say that together? There is joy in doing what God has made me to do. That's why I love doing what God has made me to do because I always have a sense of incredible fulfillment. Look what happened when Jesus sent the 70 out. It says the 70 returned with what, everybody? Depression? No, they returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. In other words, they got a taste of ministry. They got a taste of seeing people get set free. And so it brought joy to their life. Some Christians, man, if they smile, their face is in danger of cracking and crumbling. They look like the worst thing that ever happened to them was they got saved. They look like they were baptized in pickle juice. They look like they are in misery. And you look at them and you go, if that's what God did to you, I don't want your God. But no, when you really start flowing in the Holy Spirit, it brings joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Now the next thing, the Spirit chooses which gift or gifts we get. He says in verse 11, it's the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So think about this for a minute. The minute you got saved and the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you and you were born again, then, right then, he decided what gift he was going to give you and he gave it. He gave it. When you got saved, you were also gifted. Is that not what the Bible says? He alone decides which gift each person should have. So whatever gift you've got, it's not cheap, it's not lowly. You say, well, I wish I was up on stage, you know, in front of everybody. No, you don't. No, you don't. You know what? We need to be thankful for the gift he gave us because think about it. You have a treasure in the earthen vessel called your body. And it's the Holy Spirit, and it's a gift from heaven God gave you to bless others with. Man. So since spiritual gifts are given by God and distributed by the Holy Spirit, they belong to God, and they are given for the believer to steward and use for the glory of God. We don't own them. They're entrusted to us for God's glory and the edification of others. And according to the parable of the talents, One day we will answer to God for what we did with the gift that he put inside of us. And he's going to want to know one thing. Did you use it or did you lose it? Did it it bless others or did it atrophy and wilt inside of you? Because we all got a gift. We all got a gift. And we're stewards of that gift. Amen? Amen? And if you don't know what yours is, hang on, because this series is going to probably show it to you, because I'm going to talk to you about motivational gifts and a lot of things that are going to help you. Now, I've learned this for sure through the years. There is minimum weariness and maximum effectiveness when you serve God through your spiritual gift. If you want to see God do something through your life, move in your gift. Operate in your gift because you will see maximum effectiveness and minimum weariness. I I preach three times on a Sunday. Now, am I tired when I leave? Yes. But Cindy will tell you, sometimes I don't even take a nap on Sundays. You know why? Because I am so 
fulfilled and so at peace and so energized by moving in my gift. But if I went out there and I tried to operate in the realm of, say, somebody that deals with finances, like numbers and all of that, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be exhausted in five minutes because it's not my gift. If I try going out there and operating in something that God didn't give me, it's, I'm going to be exhausted in no time. One of, the, pure, one of the, the clearest ways to know you're moving in your gift or not is if you see the results and you feel energized. When our gift is properly exercised, it perfects and builds up the body of Christ every time. It's equally true that if we fail to exercise our gift, the body of Christ is weaker So I read something recently that the trend in in American church going has happened like this. People have decided, I'm going to go twice a month. I'm going to go two Sundays a month. More and more and more people are going two Sundays a month, one Sunday a month for various and sundry reasons. Do you know that if you went back 50 years in American life, you would find that that wasn't even an option. People went to church. They, they went to church. That was what they did. They went to church. Soccer did not take its place. Baseball didn't take its place. Running errands didn't take its place. Nothing, nothing, nothing preempted church. They, they went to church. And when they went to church, everybody was touched by everybody's gift. But here's the deal. When a Christian decides not to regularly go to church, which, by the way, Jesus Christ did, He went to the synagogue every Saturday his whole life until he started his own ministry. He was in the synagogue every Saturday. Now, when people don't come, then the church is being robbed of their gift. Because the Bible says everybody has a gift. And we're to bless one another with it. And everybody is to profit from each other's gift. So if you don't come to church, you're robbing people, actually, of you being able to encourage them, you being able to exhort them, you being able to pray with them, you being able to whatever. Everybody with me? I'm not bringing condemnation here. I'm just letting you know that, that if God gave you a gift, he didn't give it to you for you to sit at home. No, we're, we're to come and minister to one another, exhort one another, and all the m- much more as you see the day of Jesus' return approaching, Hebrews says. Now, spiritual gifts are mentioned in three places, and I'm going to kind of wind down and close with this. There's three places in the New Testament where gifts of the Spirit are mentioned. Let me jump through them real quickly. Romans 12, starting at verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, Let us do what with them? Use them. And here comes the gifts. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. There's prophecy and ministry. Third, he who teaches in teaching. Fourth, he who exhorts in exhortation. Fifth, he who gives with liberality Six, he who leads with diligence. And seven, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, there are seven gifts listed right there. Now we come to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8. And here is sort of what most of you know about the gifts of the Spirit more than any of the other places in the New Testament. But here is Paul breaking it down for the Corinthians. To one is given a word of wisdom. That's a gift. 
through the Spirit, always through the Spirit. To another, a word of knowledge through the same Holy Spirit. To another, number three, faith by the same Spirit. These are the ones we're going to look at next week. To another, gifts, plural, of healings, plural. Gifts of healings by the very same Spirit. To another, the working of plural miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. And to another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. That's nine gifts. So we got 16 so far. Now let me read five more and we'll close tonight. Ephesians 4, verse 7. But to each one of us, there's that each one again. To each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's what? Gift. Therefore, he says, when Jesus, talking about Jesus, when he ascended on high, when he rose again to go back to heaven, he led captivity captive. And what did he do? Read it with me. He gave gifts to men. Now he's going to tell us what gifts he's talking about in Ephesians. He himself gave to some, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints. I want you to say with me, for the equipping of me. For what? The work of ministry. Now, wait a minute. Is that telling me that what we call the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, that they, they are called to equip me, and I'm called here a saint. I want you to say with me, I'm a saint. Now, you don't feel real saintly, but let me blow your mind with something. You're as much a saint as St. Paul, St. Peter, St. John. Pastor Jeff, that's sacrilegious. No, it's not. What made them saints? The same blood that covers you. Right? The same blood that covers you. Made them a saint. So you're a saint. And, and what are you supposed to be doing as a saint? Working in ministry. Whoa. Well, Pastor Jeff, I just kind of like coming to church and sitting in a chair and watching you sweat and going home. And, and I'll just leave the ministry up to you. Well, then you've got church wrong. Because church is where God sets in pastors, teachers, and the fivefold ministry to equip you where you are equipped and ready and loaded for bear, where you can go do ministries work as a saint called of God because you've got a gift that needs to be released. So there's 21 gifts mentioned just that we covered, 21. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, helping, administration, ministry, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy, apostleship, evangelism, pastor, teacher. So God... The Holy Spirit gave those gifts to all of us, one of them. So I want you to stand with me tonight. Can we say again, I'm gifted? Now, it, it's not, you know, I don't want you to get all caught up in yourself and look in the mirror and sing, there is none like you. But I do want you 
to realize that you're gifted. You're gifted. And you're either going to use it or you're not. And we're going to see what the gifts of the Spirit are in the weeks to come. How many of you are excited about going through this on Wednesday nights? Because next Wednesday, yeah, we're going to look at the, at the nine, as far as I can get in the nine gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to see what word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits and all of that really means. Can we lift our hands to the Lord Jesus tonight? Lord, thank you for the house of God, the church of God. Lord, you have put us here in the kingdom for such a time as this. You put us in America in 2019 for such a time as this. You saved us. You called us. The Father gave the Son. The Son gave the Spirit. The Spirit gave his gifts. And now, Lord, being gifted, we want to use it. We want to see God glorified through it. We want to see the hand of the Lord move through our lives. And we want to leave a mark for God on this planet before we leave it. So, Lord, I thank you tonight for Honor Bound. I thank you for the children's ministry. I thank you for the various outlets you have given for the gospel to go to people with unique needs. And I just thank you, Lord, for moving in in this house and Turning Point and giving us so many tributaries, taking the gospel out in different directions all over the place. Can we just say to him before we go, just say, Lord, thank you for my gift. Help me to learn what it is and flow in it and bless others with it. Say with me, thank you that the Father gave the Son and the Son gave the Spirit and and the Spirit gave gifts. Can we give him a hand of praise tonight? Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord.